Hi everybody, Malcolm Teasdale here. Today I've got another top 10 for you, and you're probably thinking, oh no, why would we want to listen to this? Well, it's just a personal opinion. However, some people out there may get some benefit from it. Now, the top 10 that I'm looking at or telling you about are hotels slash resorts at places I've been to around the world. It doesn't have to be a luxurious one to be the top one, if you know what I mean. It's places I feel have a lot of character and places I really enjoyed. So, yes, I've stayed at one-star hotels and I've stayed at five-star hotels. (laughs) I don't know how many hotels I've stayed at in my life, but it's a few. So, I'm going to save my favorite to last. And the top ten, well... The other nine, I'm just going to tell you in random order. So, the first one I'm going to mention to you is the Peninsula Hotel in Hong Kong. As you know, Hong Kong is part of China. This hotel is situated in Kowloon, which is a mainland area. It's got some historical significance, which I haven't got time to go into that right now. It's been there donkey's years, basically. It's an old classic hotel. At one time, it was labelled as the world's best hotel. Why is it just a cool place to be? Or go to, I should say. Well, a number of things, apart from the rooms, are decent. Obviously, you'd expect that. But if you want, you can go for afternoon tea, which is sort of an old English slash British thing to do. And you can sit in the lobby area and have afternoon tea with cucumber, salmon sandwiches, and some sort of cakes. It's very all prim and proper. And while you're doing that, just above that floor, they have an orchestra pit where musicians will play music to you while you're enjoying the afternoon tea. Now, as well as that, there's got a lot of character anyway. There's lots of restaurants there, but there's also Felix's Bar, which is on the top floor. That has the best view of Hong Kong Harbour. The view of Hong Kong Harbour is very spectacular, but the view, the really best view of Hong Kong Harbour is one that women cannot see, but only men. And that's because the view of it is, the best view of it, I should say, is in the men's restroom. Yep. So the men go in there and take the time and look at the view of the harbour and think, wow, that's fantastic. But it's a great hotel. Next up, well, I'm in Hong Kong, you know, so let's talk about Hong Kong again, is the Mandarin Oriental, and that's this is on Victoria Island. My first visit there was in the late 1970s. It was always been renowned as a place to visit, and I don't know what intrigued me to go there. I think because my parents went there at one time when I was a lot younger, and it stuck in my head. So... Yes, I went there in the late 70s, but I've been back three times since. Beautiful hotel. Service is outstanding. Easy to get to. Well, easy to get to depends where you're going from. But if you go from the mainland uh, in Kowloon, you can get the Star Ferry across to uh, Victoria Island. And you go in there. Service is impeccable. Rooms are brilliant. And uh, lots of restaurants there. But the great thing about this hotel is the Captain's Bar, which just happens to be my favorite bar on the planet. They have musicians playing, typically from the Philippines, which is sort of normal in Asia, Middle East, even in Europe. Philippines are the most underrated musicians on the planet. They're very good at what they do. And there'd be typically be a Filipino band playing in the bar. Great atmosphere there. 
Next up, we now go to Africa, and the Royal Livingstone Hotel is up there as one of my favorites. It is now the Anantara. The hotel is in a nature preserve, and it's within walking distance to the Victoria Falls. I was surprised how excellent this hotel was. The location is unbelievable because it's right on the Zambezi River. And you can enjoy happy hour or a meal in a restaurant on a deck that's on the Zambezi River. And from that point, you can see the spray from the Victoria Falls. It's unbelievable. And the villas are wonderful. You know, my next door neighbor was a zebra. Remember, it's a nature park there. And yeah, I saw other animals walking around. I even saw a large bug in my room, but uh, which I kicked out, and then he went back in. It's the only bug I've ever heard walk. <laughs> That's another story, but it's on a nature preserve, and uh, there's sort of good animals walking around there, depending on what time of year to go. But the Royal Livingston Hotel is classic, wonderful bar there, by the way. Next up is the Montagui on the Gardens. It's in Loke. Uh, London. But what makes this good, it's not a five-star hotel. It could be, in my opinion, classed as a four-star hotel, I think. But it's excellent because it's not a big hotel, right? You're not lost in the crowd. It's sort of a boutique hotel. But the location is actually wonderful because it is within walking distance of pretty much everywhere you want to go to in central London. Yeah, you can go to Covent Gardens, uh, you can go to Buckingham Palace, uh, you can go and see concerts there close by Leicester Square, Oxford Street. You can walk. And if the thing is, yeah, a place you want to go to is a little bit too far away, just get on the tube. It's just round the corner. Tube train, that is. A great public transport system. So in London, I would say that that's my favorite hotel, the Montagui on the Gardens. Now, I've stayed in a few hotels in London. And, you know, they're hotel hotels, if you know what I mean. You know, lacking of personality, but just, you know, the usual ones. Hotel, and they have a check-in desk, restaurant, bar, bar, yawn, yawn, yawn. But at least the Montagui has a lot of character there. Next place, though, and if I had to pick one in the Caribbean, well, technically speaking, this place is not in the Caribbean, but people assume that it is. This is on the Turks and Caicos Islands. Now, the Turks and Caicos and the Bahamas are collectively called the Lucayan Archipelago. It's in the Atlantic Ocean. But purpose of simplifying the whole thing about the Caribbean, because it's a bit convoluted trying to understand it, how that puzzle fits together, it's in the Caribbean, basically. And that's what people refer to it. Now, I'm not picking a, a five-star resort here, or are, there are some actually in Providencialis, which is the main tourist area. But the Sands is the best place to be. Reason being is because it's actually located on the best place on Grace Bay. Now, Grace Bay has historically been one of the best beaches in the world, as judged by TripAdvisor and many other people who do surveys. So Grace Bay is a wonderful beach, no doubt about it. It's protected by a reef, coral reef system, about a mile out. So the water is never really rough there. And roughness, well, it's relative, isn't it? But the, the water outside of the sands is very, very calm year-round, except when they get a hurricane coming in periodically. Uh, but you go further east or west, 
and the water is a little bit rougher and there's a presence of more seaweed. So the sands on Grace Bay is excellent. And it's just recently been named as the best resort in the Caribbean. Okay, so bear that in mind. But the beauty about this is it's like a true Caribbean or West Indian flavor, right? It's not snooty, but it's just nice. The staff at work there are excellent. And you can just kind of check in there, go on the beach, lounge around all day. And if you wanted to go to the village of Grace Base, five, maybe five, ten minute walk. Just walk down the street, go to the Danny Boy's local pub, or just go to one of the many cafes or restaurants. It's all there. The location is great, and it's on the best part of Grace Bay, in my humble opinion. Next up, back to Asia, Ravels in Singapore. Named after Sir Stamford Raffles, who has been credited with the discovery of Singapore. Singapore is now classed as, well, I would say one of the most expensive places on the planet. <laughs> it is, exudes sophistication and class. There's no doubt about that. Spotlessly clean. No wonder people want to move there or go there or stay there. Now, I lived there in 2007, 2008. It's a bit cheaper then, by the way, so it's more expensive now. But Raffles is probably uh, the best place in Singapore. And one of the great places to go to inside the hotel, well, actually, just go to the lobby. It's fantastic architecture, services first class. There's a long bar. It's a classic example of, I kind of say, where did it come from? Probably Britishy, if you know what I mean. A lot of influence from Britain there. It's a great place to drink a yard of ale and eat a bowl of peanuts. Now, you think a hotel of such sophistication would be spotlessly clean. But, you know, in the long bar, there's just empty peanut shells on the floor. It's part of its heritage. That's what people do. Eat peanut shells and throw them on the floor. So if you go to the long bar at Raffles and you walk in, you'll hear some crunching beneath your feet. Yeah, it's empty peanut shells. The grounds are spotlessly keen, superb. It's a great hotel. Raffles in Singapore. Next up, we go to Scotland. Now, people who have an interest in golf will have an urge to play the old course in St. Andrews. That's what it's called. Now, I was fortunate to be able to play that many, many years ago. But while I was there, I stayed at the old course hotel. It's basically on the 17th hole great buy and then you can look out of the window of your room and see the actual old course and especially when they play the british open there which is every few years i don't know the frequency of it but it's a great course is it technically the best golf course in the world no but it has a lot of history and there's nothing like playing a round of golf and the ball gets stuck in gorse bushes or blown away by the 40 mile an hour winds that blow in from the north sea even better than that, they have the Scottish caddies. So uh, they're just a, a laugh a minute. And me being an Englishman, well, you imagine the uh, banter that goes on there. So, yeah, the Old Course Hotel in St. Andrews in Scotland is up there as one of my favorites. A place I went to recently, a year or so ago, in is the country of Namibia. I stayed in the middle of nowhere in the Desert Hills Lodge. No, it's not a five-star hotel, but you know what? It's away from everything, away from 
human beings, basically. And the view from the lodges are unsurpassed because you're looking over this barren landscape that's been there for 55 million years. The sunsets are unbelievable. Yeah, the service in the hotel is excellent. The food is decent. It's not superb, but it's decent. But the location means everything. You just get up in the morning, walk around, or in the evening, get yourself a beer, a glass of wine, sit on your balcony, and just admire the landscape as the sun goes down. Unbelievable it is. Next up is the Maldives. Maldives is a special place. If you fly there, you're going to fly into the city of Mali. Now, from there, get a small plane out to some of the remote islands. All the best resorts are on small islands. So, my experience at the Conrad Maldives, it was the first resort to have an underwater residence and an underwater restaurant. <laughs> so, just Google that with you, Conrad in the Maldives. But when you sort of stay in a villa on a beach, the beaches are superb, the water is superb, and there's just no one there. And basically, when you check in, you take your shoes off, or you don't put your shoes back on until you leave. You're in bare feet all the time. That's the vibe there. Obviously, it's not cheap, but you're in the Maldives, and that's a special place on the planet. And if you go diving or snorkeling, well, it's a very popular thing to do there. And you'll see manta rays. They're harmless, of course, and they'll just sort of, I'm going to say wave at you when they swim by, but, you know, you, you can see them, but you uh, don't want to touch them, of course, uh, leave the wildlife alone. But the um, diving there is uh, superb, but the accommodation is absolutely wonderful. There's tons of resorts there, but that's my experience at the Conrad Maldives. Okay, time for number one, and it's a place you just would not expect. It's in the city of Chiang Mai in Thailand. Now, Chiang Mai is northern Thailand, sort of in the mountains, in the jungle. And this place used to be part of the Mandarin Oriental chain. But for a number of years, it hasn't been. It's called the Dara Devi. Let me spell that. D-H-A-R-A space D-H-E-V-I. Now, the reason I love this place so much is because it doesn't even look like a hotel. No, it looks like a Buddhist temple. And don't get let religion get in the way here. It's stunning to, to look at it. In fact, when you arrive at the hotel, you'll just stand there in awe looking at this building. It's unbelievable. But what you can do is stay in a villa, which is elevated above the paddy fields, rice fields. The view is just spectacular, but it exudes this element of peace and nature. I've been there a couple of times. One of the times I went rice farming there, helped the locals um, planting rice with their pet animal, which is a cow, I believe, called him Boon Chop. It means happy to help. <laughs> That's true, by the way. So, yeah, if you go there, you can sort of mix with the locals help them do farming, they have cooking lessons there. But the hotel is superb. They have traditional Thai dancing in the evening and beautiful pool there. It's just so peaceful. I could stay there for months, basically. So the Dara Devi in Chiang Mai in Thailand. Now, if you want to get out of the hotel, go somewhere. You can go to the, the uh, Tiger or Elephant Rehabilitation Center or just go into the 
uh, Chiang Mai and walk around there. There's a lot to see there. But the Dara Devi in Chiang Mai is my favorite hotel in the world. So anyway, that gives you a brief bit of information about my favorite places to stay in the world and a brief explanation, really, of why I think that is. Check them out on Google. And uh, that's it for now. I hope you enjoyed what I had to say. And uh, join me later for more podcasts on the Travel Addict Podcast Show. See ya. Bye. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, malcolmjteasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe. Thank you.